As we begin to emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic, as I'm sure many of you are, I have begun to make a list. This is a list of the places I want to go, the activities I want to do, and most importantly, the people that I want to see. As vaccination rates increase and positivity rates decrease, along with the lessening of restrictions, my bubble has grown, but there's still people that I haven't seen or that I haven't seen enough. For the most part, these people are family members who live out of town further away than a quick day trip. It was a little over a month ago that I hugged my maternal grandmother for the first time in over a year. This time last year, I dropped flowers off on a doorstep for her birthday. And just last night, we had dinner together. The Washington Post has an online and interactive article showcasing the reunions of family and friends as they are vaccinated and are finally able to safely begin their return to sharing life in person and not over a screen or cell phone connection. Like Wendy Elliott and her three friends who pre-COVID played Mahjong, a 300-year-old tile-based game that demands skill and luck. The four friends played weekly before stay-at-home orders put an end to their gatherings, but they were able to play online every day during the pandemic, serving as what Elliot described as a literal lifeline, creating an oasis of normalcy in this year where so much of her life was in chaos. And still, as so many of us plan to reunite with family and friends who are, well, practically family, many knew the sting of separation long before the pandemic began, and Dr. Fauci was a household name. Jesus had returned home from his Capernaum campaign. There he taught in the synagogues as one who had authority, not as a teacher of the law, and healed a man with unclean spirits on the Sabbath. He healed Simon's mother-in-law, who had been bedridden with a fever. Then, people throughout Galilee, throughout the region, they brought the sick and the demon-possessed to him, and Jesus, he healed these people and drove the demons away. And then, as if he needed to do more, he healed a man plagued with leprosy, making him clean. Not just physically clean, but ritually as well, making him no longer an outsider within his community. All of the people Jesus healed, in one way or another, were separated from their communities and their families by their afflictions. And through his touch or word, he offered them that which no one else could. He healed the sick and released those who were captive. And today, we pick up with Jesus and his disciples with a growing crowd. This crowd was so large that Jesus and his disciples were unable to eat. The Capernaum campaign was so alarming that the social ordering of the time, the maintaining of families, status, and peace, and that all revolved around families, the religious obligations in the temple, 
and Pax Roma, peace through Rome. That was threatened. In our reading today, two of the three groups had become concerned. The religious leaders, scribes from Jerusalem, believed Jesus' actions would undercut their authority and their social standing. Jesus' family attempted to take charge of him, thinking that he was out of his mind. He had flown the nest while he had been engaged in his father's business in Capernaum. It wasn't the family business. You see, during this time, your immediate and your extended family, it was a double whammy, determined one's personality, one's identity, and controlled vocational prospects, along with facilitating socialization. In his Capernaum campaign, Jesus took the first century How to Be an Adult Handbook, threw it out the window. In one out-of-town trip with his buddies, Jesus overturned one of the backbones of social order. Doing so left his family, the entire family, thinking that he had to be out of his mind. Kinship today falls along lines similar to the first century. While we may not be dependent upon family for a vocational identity, or even socialization, that does not mean that our identities are unaffected by our families. It does not mean that not towing the family line can't get you in a you've-got-to-be-out-of-your-mind kind of a family meeting. While many are once again gathering with family, maybe embracing a parent or a grandparent after a year apart because of the COVID-19 pandemic, something that was completely out of our control and not of our own doing. There are many who will continue the pains of separation that began, well, long before we hoarded toilet paper or finally watched everything in our Netflix queue. For every Wendy Elliott gathering with friends that might as well be family, or a grandmother hugging a grandchild for the very first time, there will be people who continue to eat alone or to not feel the embrace of a family because they don't fit into the societal or expected religious norms, something out of their control, not of their own doing. Because, because they are a member of the LGBTQ plus community. After Jesus had been confronted by his family, along with the blasphemous scribes, he told those who had gathered before his family, or the scribes, even arrived at the supper table, that they were his mother and brothers. Jesus said that whoever does the will of God is his brother and sister and mother. Jesus created a new kinship model based on obedience to God, not obedience to family, clan, or patriarchy. At his baptism, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit once again descended, filling Jesus, enabling him, equipping him for the mission before him. At that very moment, a voice echoed from the heavens, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Since his baptism, 
kinship, power, and authority have looked different throughout his ministry, beginning in Capernaum, continuing all the way to the cross when he told a disciple and his mother, here is your mother, woman, here is your son. Jesus created a new family. And frankly, it looked and continues today to look different than many expect. Those who were once out are now in. Those unable to be healed are now whole. Those relegated to the outskirts of the community are welcomed home with open arms, with a banquet, a banquet fit only for a prodigal returning home. This new family, this family includes all of the people who look, think, and act like us, and all of the people who do not look, think, and act like us. This new family includes every person who has been excluded for whatever reason, but especially those excluded because fear and bigotry were embraced more than the grace extended to us from God in Christ Jesus. This new family includes every person excluded by the church where judgment has been embraced more than love. This is a family. We are a family centered on the one who has promised us, assured us by his amazing grace, that all of creation will be made whole. A family held in the love of our creator. A family empowered wholly by the Holy Spirit to engage in our own Capernaum campaign so that as we embrace one another, as we are exiting a year of separation, everyone, everyone will know the love of their creator, that they would feel the amazing grace that we have felt of Jesus Christ, and that they themselves would be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.